What's doing, everybody? Today is Tuesday, November 28th. Deadspin takes dead aim at a child NFL fan calling him a racist. Joe Biden lies about prices going down while they are going up. And Ireland is falling. Will Conor McGregor throw his hand into the political arena to fight for the Irish? I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right. Your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lay Show. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to the Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for stopping by. If you're watching the broadcast live here on Rumble, one of the few places left on the planet where you can actually speak freely uh, without the fear of getting some type of uh, censorship, get down there, hit the share button, follow the channel here on Rumble. And I hope everybody had a great, wonderful Thanksgiving with their families. Last I left you, I went to break. If you missed out on my previous episode before the Thanksgiving break, roll it back and take a listen because I really got some tremendous feedback from that episode. I had two interviews, one with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene and actor Dean Kane. Really, really, really good stuff. So flip it back and take a listen if you missed it. And we got some, some interesting and scary stories to get to here today, so let's have at it. And we're going to start here with this article that came out of Deadspin yesterday that started to go viral on Twitter, where you had this lunatic, Karen Phillips, the writer from Deadspin, calling this uh, Chiefs fan a racist. Now, let me put the, I'll put the title up on the board here of his headline. The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface, native headdress. They're doubling up on racism. Are you going to say anything, Roger Goodell? So if you look here, and I'll scroll over to the picture he puts of this kid, which only shows the side profile of this Kansas City Chiefs fan. Now, over the weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs played in Las Vegas against the Raiders. So he shows this profile of the kid here. And it also says, it takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. But on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and Native Americans at the same time. And he goes on to talk about how, you know, why should we even have the Kansas City Chiefs? Now, how long was it going to be before they had this conversation, right? We saw them get rid of the Washington Redskins after being in the league, I don't know, what, 80 years at least? They got rid of the Redskins. Now they call them the Commanders. They were just the the Washington football club or the Washington football team for like a year because they didn't know what to call them. So this guy here is calling this kid a racist. Now I want to show you the front of this kid's face. And for those of you guys who are watching, here's the picture here. And if you're not watching, the kid is dressed with his face in the war paint. Half the face is painted red. Half the face is painted black. He's wearing the colors of the Kansas City Chiefs. This kid is obviously a diehard fan, but you're not allowed to do that anymore in today's America, especially with this guy. Now, who is Karen Phillips, who wrote this article, calling this kid a racist? And just a sidebar here, I I, I really hope that this kid's family will be uh, suing Deadspin because they've defamed this kid. And and it's very sad to see that they did this. And this guy, Karen Phillips, well, who is he? Let's look at his Twitter account here, shall we? And then we find out really exactly who it is. When When you search his tweets for the name Trump and scroll through, it becomes very apparent that this Karen Phillips suffers deeply from Trump derangement syndrome. 
the tweets go on and on and on about Donald Trump. Also, too, this guy also appears to be racist. D.C. Drano, who you guys have heard me interview right here on the podcast here, he put this tweet up. You know that deadspin reporter who defamed the little NFL kid wearing black and red face paint? Turns out he's a racist. Here's one of his tweets. I'm from Singanore. Spent a lot of time in Flint. I've never seen this many white people in Flint in my life. It's concerning. So he's concerned about the number of white people being there. Now imagine somebody saying that about black people or Jewish people for that matter. So this guy's allowed to get away with that because he's on the left. And obviously, you know, he's a black person that voted for Joe Biden because Joe Biden told him that if he didn't vote for Joe Biden, then he's not black. So well, little Karen Phillips did exactly as he was told. He did what Joe Biden told him to do. Got to vote for Biden or else you're not black. See, he had no problem with Joe Biden saying that. He has a problem with this kid dressing up in war paint to go and support and root for his favorite team. Now, where did that come from? It came from this other tweet that went viral on Twitter. It's from this user, Charles, you look good, something. It's at four verts. This Chiefs fan is totally having a normal one. And so you can see there, that's the the picture. If you're watching on Rumble here, that's the picture of just the side profile of the kid. Now, we also seen uh, that that high school kid get called out for having the, let me put his picture up on the board. This was another kid. Here he was posted. Uh, they called him a racist. Here's his picture here. This kid, he was thrown out of the high school, suspended from the high school, and not allowed to participate in sporting events for the rest of the year. Now, he's just wearing the eye black, but he has it on his face like so many of the NFL players do. It's ridiculous, and it's absolutely crazy. Now, we know that the Redskins' name is gone, but isn't it interesting that there is a group of Native Americans that are trying and fighting to get the Redskins back into the NFL? They're called the Native American Guardians Association. Now, they've been tried to be discredited, but these are all Native Americans. And they're all coming together to try and and get the Redskins name restored to the NFL. They've got 130,000 signatures on their petition already, and it's moving quick. That was actually that number from August. So we see... You know, fans have had enough of this. You can't, number one, they almost derailed the NFL to begin with. But now you have this, uh, this lunatic from Deadspin who's taking aim at a kid at an NFL game who's a diehard fan, and they can't let you have any fun because they're like, oh, th- this is a, a racist to do this. Now, he doesn't call out what's interesting is, let's take a look at actually who wore blackface and didn't get called out on it, right? I got a few pictures to put up on the board for you here. Here you go. Jimmy Kimball. He's one, right? Here you go. Jimmy Kimball, outright wearing blackface. Now, he's not rooting for his favorite sports team. What's he doing? He's making the funny. He's making comedy about it. He's laughing about it. This is a comedy bit why he's wearing blackface. Who else did it making fun of black people and making fun and having a comedy bit? Well, here you go. Here's Howard Stern who did it. Look, having a great old time wearing blackface. Here's Jimmy Fallon, another comedian, having fun, making fun of black people, wearing blackface. That's okay. Here's another one, Joy Behar. Well, this is light-skinned blackface that she wears, but still, she has it on here. Who's another one? Well, the Prime Minister of Canada, old lefty boy himself. Here's Justin Trudeau. What's he doing? Oh, we're at a costume party. We're having fun. We're having Halloween. Here he is in the blackface. Notice, Deadspin has no articles about these guys wearing blackface. The guy at Deadspin's not trying to ruin their lives. No, no, no. He's taking aim at a little kid at an NFL football game who's rooting for his favorite team on a Sunday. On a holiday weekend. That's who they're taking aim at. Not these guys here. And by the way, 
just as I said, he's doing exactly what he sold. He's got this Trump derangement syndrome, so he has to vote for Joe Biden. He doesn't find it odd that Joe Biden says, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. That's not racist to this guy. That's okay in his book. No backlash for that. But what did these people do? The Kimmels and the Stearns, they offered some kind of half-ass apology and some excuse as to why they did it. It's nonsense. These guys did it, and they were making fun. And they were having fun and doing it in a free spirit. And all this. At the time, they thought this was a good thing. Nobody canceled them. They didn't lose any jobs. They still were all working. And, and there, nobody has an uproar about it. But this kid, that's too far. We saw that with that Nick Sandman back in the day there. They, 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 they almost crucified. That kid won big money, and I hope this kid does too. He should sue the NFL, or the Kansas City Chiefs themselves should step in, offer this kid free tickets to the next football game in Kansas City, and then maybe if he's got a sister, give his sister some Taylor Swift concert tickets. That's what they should do to kind of smooth this over with this kid because he was done dirty. And I'm sure his parents uh, are not happy with this, but this is what you are facing. Parents are facing this all over the place. Kids that are just trying to be kids, just trying to have fun, just to be passionate about what they're passionate about. You got to worry about this woke culture coming for you. Now, it doesn't go the other way. We know that. You are, in, you are encouraged to make fun of white kids. TikTok is full of people making fun of white kids all the time. There's no backlash for that. It's perfectly okay. You know what the punishment is for making fun of white kids? Zero. There is none. There's no punishment. It's not even considered a hate crime, right? We, we see this time and time again. You know what should be considered a hate crime is when you have a, a boy dress up like a little girl. They should call it girl face. That's what it should be. When you have a boy dressing up like a girl and then going into the girl's room, that should be called girl face. We should call that out. That should not be allowed. But no, that's perfectly fine in our topsy-turvy world that's become the United States joke right here when you have uh, stuff like this going on. And like I said, the other kid from California, he was suspended from all school activities, uh, suspended from school and then banned from all sporting activities because he wore eye block on his face like every other football player does. Some of them wear it like, like war paint. Because these guys are going to battle, right? If you've been around any diehard football fan in your life, you've known a face painter, right? I'm not one of them. I've never been interested in painting my face to go to a game. I remember Seinfeld did a thing about this uh, on a Seinfeld episode. I'll put it up here. Right here's David Putty painted his face as the devil to go to a devil's game. We didn't consider this guy a Satanist. And because there was a little black in the blackface, we didn't call him for wearing blackface. Right? This is how crazy it's gotten. Are sports fans out of control and crazy? 100%. Would I paint my face or have my children paint their face? No. But do I think that you shouldn't be allowed to do it because you, because your kid wants to show his uh, passion for the team in that way? Absolutely you should be able to do it. Without having to have the fear of these left-wing lunatics calling you a racist. But you're going to see this now spark this conversation about the Kansas City Chiefs name. They're already... They already can't stand the fact that they still do the tomahawk chop. They've already banned the headdress. They don't want people at the stadium wearing the headdress anymore. They're, they're slowly, slowly getting to the point where they're going to yank the Chiefs name out of there. And it will be no more. I mean, it just they play at Arrowhead Stadium. Okay? So uh, your, your, your name is the Chiefs. You play at Arrowhead. But if you show up dressed in Chiefs gear, you're, you're a racist. How does that make any sense? It's not. It's just... 
the NFL, who got in bed with Black Lives Matter, by the way, one of the most racist organizations in existence, obviously anti-Semitic, we know that 100%, they got in bed with them and, and, and helped fundraise millions of dollars so those Marxist people could go and buy mansions with the money and not help one single black community. That's what the NFL did. So here they are now. Here's this guy uh, coming at, what's his name again? Uh, Karen. He's a Karen, all right. Karen Phillips. Shame on you. You should apologize to that young fan for doing that, calling on the NFL. What, what Were you offended by that, Karen? Was that offensive to you? Oh, my God, look at this, this Chiefs fan. I can't leave my house now because this little kid's wearing war paint on his face. Karen is the right name for this guy. And I hope that the parents sue the pants off of Karen. All right, so uh, that's it. But, you know, football is a part of the Thanksgiving Day weekend. You have football on Thanksgiving, and now, of course, they have to have a Black Friday game as well. Well, Black Friday is every day in the, in Democrat cities. As you can see, some of these pictures here. Look, here's a Black Friday sale. Look at that. It's buy none, get one free. Right? Look at this. All over Democrat cities all over the weekend. Yeah, just walk in and take what you want. That's the Black Friday today. What happened to the Black Friday? Black Friday is gone now. It means nothing anymore. But for these guys in the Democrat cities, Black Friday is every every day. Every day is Black Friday. They don't pay nothing. They walk in, buy nothing, take everything. That's the new Black Friday in Democrat cities all across America. That's why Target is locking up here. Look at this. Here's Target in, in, in California. Look what they got to do here. And if you're not watching on Spotify, let me spell it out for you. They have the underwear and socks locked up behind bulletproof glass. Okay, they have everything in the store locked up because they can't stop the thieves from taking it. They're not allowed to to tell them not to. So they have to do what they can. So now if you want a pair of underpants, you got to ask the clerk, oh, uh, clerk, I need a pair of underpants here. Size uh, uh, 30, 40. I have that in a spandex. And then she's got to come with the key and unlock the little the little bulletproof uh, matlock uh, freaking deadbolt that they have on it. And then open it up and get you your pair of underpants. That's how crazy and sick it's gotten in these Democrat cities. But yet, we're going to keep voting Democrat. Who the hell lives in these neighborhoods that thinks, oh, I hope it stays like this? Oh, we don't want any change here. I hope we, oh, no, no, we got, we, I hope it stays like this. I, I, I love going to the store and having to call the clerk in to unlock the bulletproof glass so I can get a, a, a pencil and a, and, a, and a notebook. Right? That's, what, that's the world you're living in. And these people continuously vote Democrat year in and year out. Why? It, it, this is all being done on purpose here. This is out of control. But that was Black Friday. Now, Black Friday, the NFL, obviously, it seems like Amazon pulled a cutie here. Amazon spent $100 million in order to get an NFL game on their channel on Black Friday so that they can hopefully keep people home from the Black Friday shopping, which obviously helps them out more. But I think more people are shopping online now than ever. Amazon seems to have the monopoly on that lockdown pretty tight. But it seems like that was their... Uh, their ploy to keep people home on Black Friday. Did it work? I don't know. The numbers will show the truth. But for these uh, shoppers in the Democrat city, it doesn't matter what was on TV. They were going out to get that free TV, right? They were just giving stuff away all over Democrat cities over the weekend. Lovely country that Joe Biden's got. I said, well, Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, was it, did it cost you any more this year? Because according to Joe Biden, Joe Biden says you saved a bundle of money this year because of him. Prices the lowest, the uh, fourth lowest in history. Uh, the, the prices were, the, you saved a bundle because of Joe Biden. Here he is. He'll tell you for himself. Last week, as Americans gathered around their own kitchen tables for Thanksgiving dinner, that was our goal, <clears throat> to get them a little more breathing room. And together, we made progress. 
You know, uh, from Turkey to air travel to tank of gas, costs went down. They went down. Now, to people making a lot of money, that doesn't matter a whole lot because the costs are relatively small compared to wealthy incomes. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. <laughs> I look at all the press, look at that. You heard him. You save on turkey, airfare, and gas, right? I mean, everything went down. But the only problem is, is it's not true. Just as everything else with Joe Biden tells you. This guy's a career liar. Why do you think he would stop lying right now? Let's take a look at the average prices per frozen pound of turkey here. It increased by 12 cents, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. In November of 2020, I'll put this on the board for you guys to see it. The price was $1.15. Now the price, $1.27. The average monthly airfare has increased 50 bucks, just about, according to the FED. January of 2021, $208 on average. Now, $251 on average. Then he tells you of the gas prices. Well, let's take a look at the gas prices. In 2021, $2.38. November 2023, $3.25. So what is this guy talking about? But they lie to your face. Joe Biden, this is the same guy that told you it, you're not going to get COVID-19 if you get vaccinated. And you believed it. And then everybody that got vaccinated got COVID. The guy lied to you. And here he is now lying to your face. Bidenomics. See, it, it, it's a little bit, just the same thing happened here, I think. Oh, this is why nobody got the second vaccine rollout. No, the percentages are so far down because nobody believes it because they saw with their own eyes and their own personal experience that getting vaccinated didn't prevent them from getting COVID. So they're not going to do it again. Even the same thing with this Bidenomics. He could tell you a million times, hey, the economy's booming. Uh, prices are down. Everybody's getting more money in their paycheck. He could tell you that over and over again. But your own experience in life, going to the supermarket, going to the gas station, you're looking around and saying, well, wait a minute, what Joe Biden is saying here doesn't match up with what I'm seeing. And so when they're called on it, like Karine Jean-Pierre was, the White House uh, press secretary, who, if this was a Pinocchio movie, her, her nose w w would be like an oak tree by now, how far this thing would come out, because she cannot stop lying up there. And you know what? It's really not her fault, because... She's put in this position. Her position is to lie in the best way possible. She just happens to be very bad at it. That's the job of this White House press secretary is to lie as best as possible and to deflect. Here's Peter Ducey, who I interviewed a couple of months ago. Here he is pressing her on Joe Biden's statements, on, on, on Bidenomics, on how is this economy, how you say it's improving. Here's how she responded. Why do you think it is that when you say the economy is improving and President Biden says the economy is improving, that a majority of Americans outside of this building are not buying it. So here's the thing. When we walked into this administration, the economy was on a tailspin. A tailspin. That is the fact. Because of the last administration, because of the Trump administration, because of how they dealt with, uh, dealt with COVID and the pandemic, because they didn't have a comprehensive plan. The president came in. He passed the American Rescue Plan, which was able to get the economy back on its feet, which was able to open up small businesses. Small businesses were able to open up. Schools were able to open up. And we understand what Americans have been feeling over the last two, three years. It's going to take some time. We get that. It's going to take some time. But it does not take away how we have seen the economy getting back on its feet. We actually had to fix the problem that we saw that the last administration left us. See? 
It's Donald Trump's fault. That's why the economy is going bad. See, Joe Biden's just trying to right Donald Trump's ship, and it's going to take some time. Yeah, it's going to take time, all right. It's going to take until Donald Trump gets back into office. That's how much time it's going to take before we can turn this around. That's for sure. But here she is just BSing. She doesn't care. She's up there just trying to deflect this question. She knows the economy is bad. She's a shopper herself. She's a consumer. She's not stupid, although she appears that way, but she's not stupid. She goes shopping herself. She has a car, I'm sure, that she fills up unless she bought one of Elon's electric cars. So she sees the prices that are out there, and she knows that it's not true. She knows the economy sucks right now. And so do the Democrats. The Democrats are panicking right now because the economy is not covering their lie. That's the issue that they're having. The world that you live in, like we call reality, is not covering the lies that they've been telling you. So enough people are looking around, and they're not going to buy into this Bidenomics bullshit anymore. And this is a big problem for the Democrats. So what are they going to do? Are they going to be riding with Biden in 2024? This remains to be seen. It doesn't seem very likely. It has to almost be a miracle if this guy runs again. It seems very, very unlikely they're going to run this guy. But who would they run? Now, Gavin Newsom's name comes up. And isn't it ironic that Gavin Newsom on Thursday is going to be debating Governor Ron DeSantis? Why in the world are these two guys going to have a debate? For what purpose? Do they know something that we don't know? See, Ron DeSantis is only running for president. The only chance in the world that he has is if Trump doesn't make it to the starting gate. That's the only chance Ron DeSantis has. In a straight-up vote, he gets annihilated. He knows that. He knows there's no chance to beat him head-to-head unless he knows that Trump won't be at the starting gate in the first place. Gavin Newsom, he's not running for president unless Joe Biden doesn't make it to the starting gate. So if Joe Biden doesn't make it to the starting gate and Donald Trump doesn't make it to the starting gate, who are the two top contenders? Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. And guess who's debating on Thursday? Those two guys. Isn't that interesting? What a coincidence. Maybe the powers that be know a little bit something here. Why, why else would they be debating each other? Gavin Newsom is not running for president. So why is he debating Ron DeSantis? For ratings? I don't know. I mean, who is going to watch this thing? And what is the purpose of watching it? It makes no sense. I don't understand this debate. If Ron DeSantis was going to have a straight-up debate with Vivek Ramaswamy, it makes sense because those two are competing against one another right now for the primary. But what is he competing against Gavin Newsom for? For what purpose? It may it, uh, maybe Put it in the comments down below. What is the purpose of this debate that's going to go down on Thursday? What is the point? Unless Ron DeSantis is going to be running for president and Gavin Newsom is going to be running for president, then it makes sense. But without that, uh, I smell a rat here. I don't like I don't like the fact that they're doing this. It makes me think that there's something uh, more that they know that we don't. And, and that part is scary. So anyway, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre, it's all Trump's fault. This is going to take time. Now, they could just say that because they're going to just keep moving along. You're not going to hear that on CNN. The left wing idiots that just keep listening to the same thing over and over again. Uh, they're not going to see that clip. They're not going to play it on MSNBC for everyone to see Jean-Pierre lying through her teeth and stumbling, mumbling and bumbling through the answer of that obvious question that the economy is failing because it's right outside her door. It's right outside the window. You, and then you just say, oh, well, it's Trump's fault. When all else fails, it's Donald Trump's fault. Everything's Trump's fault. What about the border? Is that Donald Trump's fault too? Well, right now, we are absolutely getting invaded at the border. We know that. Here, here's a train of migrants that are headed dead ahead for our southern border right here. Right here they come. Another train full. Now, these are all men. 
all young men again? Where are all the women and children that are seeking asylum? Where are all the asylum seekers? I don't see them anywhere. They're not in this train. Maybe they're in the train behind it. Maybe the men left all the women and children back home to catch the late train because they're not on this one here. And you're going to see a similar uh, thing like this. We've seen a similar thing like this, I should say. This isn't the first train full of young men headed for our southern border. All right, let's just take a fact break here. We'll take a fact break right here, and we'll close it with the border, right? We have to get a few fundamental facts straight before we move forward in this country. Number one, the 2020 election was not free and fair. That's a fact. Number two, COVID-19 vaccines were not safe and effective. That's another fact. Climate change is not man-made. There's another fact. Okay? Boys cannot get pregnant. That's another fact. And another one is the border is not secure. Okay? The border is not secure, despite the fact what the the leader of the border, uh, Mayorkas, is telling you. He keeps telling you the border is secure, but we can see it with our own eyes. How many more people have to go down to the border to show you all of the migration coming in. How many more times do you have to see a Democrat city like Chicago and New York crying that they cannot handle the overflow of immigrant, illegal immigrants that are coming into their city? If the border is so secure, why is New York packed to the brim and you can't get in a hotel room this holiday season in New York City? Why is that if the border is so secure? Because the answer is the border is not secure and they're lying to you and they know it that the border is not secure and they don't care because they hate you. They hate you. They hate America. This is all being done on purpose and by design. And it's not happening just here alone. It's happening all over the world, right? All these illegal migrants all over the world are invading all of these countries. And it's not happening by mistake. Case in point here is Ireland. Ireland was trending all over the place over the weekend. And why were they trending? Because you had an illegal immigrant in Ireland stab five people, including three children. And the prime minister there is a left-wing lunatic who ends up blaming. Now, what happened is the people of Ireland revolted over this because, number one, they had another illegal immigrant that wasn't sentenced the right way after murdering one of the one of the Irish girls over there. They went a little ballistic over that. But now this thing came on top of it, and the Irish people are having enough of it. So riots broke out because they didn't like the response to this. So riots broke out over Ireland. It forced Conor McGregor to get political here. So Conor McGregor came out to speak about this. And to be honest with you, the prime minister here outed himself. He comes out and he's basically blaming the far right for all the issues here of Ireland, not the illegal immigrants that are coming into Ireland. And it's funny, too. And I could play this clip here. I think it's worthy to play it. There's a town in Ireland called Galloway, Ireland, a city in Ireland. And there's a clip of people who were being asked, what is the most popular boy's name of 2022 in Galloway City, Ireland? And look at their responses on their face when they find out the name. Can you guess what the most popular boy's name was in Galway in 2022? No idea. Was it Jack? Tommy? I'd say for probably Connor. Let's say David. I think it was Sean, was it? Uh, Jack. 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 Kian. 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 Yeah. Peter? No. Patrick. I don't know. Um, No, maybe that's like the most Irish name. Most popular, I don't know, Dave maybe? Not a clue. Not a clue. Uh, 
I'm guessing it was not a traditional Irish name. Richard, Richard. It was not Richard. Was it? Oh, fuck. Didn't see that coming. It wasn't Richard. No, would you like to know what it was? Yeah. Right, uh, I'll, I'll let you try and answer it first. I'd say there. Jack. I'd say uh, Mohammed. <laughs> You're correct. What? <laughs> right. According to the CSO in 2022, the most popular boy's name in Galway was Mohammed. Oh, yeah. I, I, I read that somewhere, yeah. Okay. Wasn't expecting that, but okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, right. That's interesting. Do you want to know what it was? Yeah, actually. It was Mohammed. Mohammed? Oh my god, yeah, it was Mohammed. I knew that actually. <laughs> ah, fuck off. It wasn't Mohammed. In Galway! Mohammed! Oh, okay. Do you want to know what it was? Yes, please. It was Mohammed. Okay. Okay. Look surprised. Really? In Ireland? In Ireland. Well, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. In Galway? Crazy. Not in Ireland. Oh. In Galway. That's weird. That surprised you? Very interesting, yeah. Really? That surprised you? Muhammad is the most common, huh? Muhammad. Number one name in Galloway, Ireland. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating, right? Okay, so we move on here now. We have migrants stabbing people in Ireland, nothing being done about it. What does the chief of police say? I'm not going to play the video because the audible is terrible and he speaks very lowly. But in a nutshell, I'll put the tweet up on the board of what he said here. Uh, disgraceful scenes in Dublin. He claims that hooligan faction driven by far-right ideology is behind the violence on the streets. So Conor McGregor quote tweeted this and put innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin, Ireland yesterday. Our chief of police had this to say on the riots in the aftermath. Not good enough. There's grave danger among us in Ireland that should never be here in the first place. So he says they're more outraged that people were outraged than they were about the reason why the people were outraged. Sound familiar? We have the same thing going on here in the United States. So what, what else? Conor McGregor. Now, he did say, he came out and put this tweet up on the board. I do not condone last night's riots. I don't condone any attacks on first responders. So he came out and said that. Um, there will be a change in Ireland. Mark my words. The change is needed. In the last month, innocent children stabbed leaving school. Okay? There was a, a woman murdered. Uh, two men decapitated. This is not Ireland's future. He tweeted also, Ireland, we are at war. So... People wondering now, will this force Conor McGregor to start getting into politics? Will he make a run uh, to take over the leadership of Ireland? The guy's got the popularity. He's a fighter. Uh, he doesn't like what's going on in his homeland, and I would love to see it. We're seeing it pop up all over the world now. We just saw it uh, with the guy down in Argentina, right? So we're, see we're seeing that, that, that type of response here. People voting out these left-wing fringe government factions and going now with people that are more on the right. And we're seeing that now. We're going to see it in Ireland here because the people are pissed. They are not happy what's happening. Here is another one here. And here is a familiar sight that we see in the United States. You got buses of migrants coming into the country in the dark of night. Here's Dublin. Uh, people force locals to accept busloads of unvetted, undocumented migrants into their community. And it's on, uh, on the board here for those of you guys that are watching on... Um, 
on Apple or Spotify. You can just go to Conor McGregor's Twitter account or X account and check these tweets out and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But here it is. Migrants in the middle of the street getting off buses into communities. That's what's happening all over our country. It's happening all over the, all over the Western world. And it's happening by design and on purpose. This is not an accident. This is not a mistake. This is happening everywhere for a purpose. And that purpose is to replace you. The great replacement theory, they'll laugh at you for it, but they're going to be doing it. And they're continuing to do it right now. And it almost seems like you're powerless to stop it. Um, But that's not true because it's going to stop because they're going to hit a breaking point here with certain people. And that's when there's going to be. And I think we're headed for it in 2024, no doubt. Now, real quick on this prime minister here of of, uh, just to give you an idea how crazy this guy is, this Leo Varadark, or I don't know how to say his name, Varadark. I'm not even going to try to say it right. But he's the prime minister that they call what is the prime minister of Ireland. Here he is talking about one of the uh, Israeli hostages that was released. That's an Irish girl. This is a day of enormous joy and relief for Emily Hand and her family. An innocent child who was lost has now been found and returned. Innocent child who was lost. Community Notes on Twitter blasted this and said, Emily wasn't lost. She was abducted by terrorists from Hamas. Here's the guy. That's how nice he says it. Like, oh, this little girl was lost. She lost? This girl's lucky to be alive right now. What This is, shows you just how unhinged this guy, Leo, is. And he's the leader of Ireland. Again, they're more upset about people being upset than they are about the reason why they are upset. We saw this already. We saw this in our country play out with the George Floyd setup, right? Derek Chauvin took the fall. And we know that now more than ever because now you're seeing more and more people coming out with information about what happened. The FBI involved in that toxology report or the autopsy report. Derek Chauvin should not be in prison. He didn't murder George Floyd. The toxology report shows you that this guy had enough fentanyl in his system to kill him. And he died from a drug overdose. He didn't die from from being uh, his, a knee on his neck. Now, was the guy, Derek Chauvin, uh, an asshole for doing it? 100%, right? Did he have to stay on his neck that long? No. Did it kill the guy? Absolutely not. That's not how he died. But he's in jail because he had to take the fall. There was no way in the world they could ever find him not guilty. So he was the fall guy. What happens to him over the weekend? Well, he gets violently stabbed in prison. Are they trying to kill this guy? You better believe it. This guy is going to end up dead in prison because they cannot. He's trying to appeal his case. The Supreme Court knocked it down. There's no way they can allow the truth of that case to come out because half the country burned down in the honor of George Floyd. This crackhead George Floyd became like the big god of the left-wing party. The big movement that the Black Lives Matter hustle made so much money off of and never helped anybody but themselves. The whole thing. How many billions of dollars of damage were done in the name of George Floyd and the whole thing was a lie. The whole thing was a lie. But these things are being done and happening to us on purpose here. And, And I pray, I pray to God that number one, Enough people will see it for what it is. Like I said with the vaccine, enough people got vaccinated and saw that they still got COVID. That's the way to wake people up. That's how you wake people up. I guarantee you at this Thanksgiving, you didn't have people in your family asking you to take a test, a COVID test before you came in the door today. Why? Because they know now it's all nonsense, right? Now, people quickly forget. People will quickly forget how they were absolutely unhinged and maniacs for two years straight. They're going to act like they never acted that way. It's like a person coming out of a blackout, like a person who was drunk for a two-day bender and then comes out and has no idea what they did over the weekend. That's how these people are who wanted you dead. 
during COVID-19. They wanted you to drop dead because you were unvaccinated. Biden told you it was the pandemic of the unvaccinated, and he wanted you to die for it. But everyone forgets about that now. But these people are waking up inside because they can see for themselves, wait a minute, maybe I was wrong here. Maybe this vaccine didn't do anything because I'm still getting COVID. You could tell that it worked because they're not getting the COVID vaccine this time around. And it's the same thing with the economy. Outwardly, they're going to tell you their political views. Inwardly, with their own mind, they can see and their own bank account, they can see the truth. And hopefully that's enough to start waking enough people up to turn the tide in our favor here. Because if we don't do it soon, uh, this whole place will collapse. And you know what? Here's another interesting thing. Uh, President Ronald Reagan once said, and I'll play his quote here. I'll let he says it better than anybody. Here's here's Ronald Reagan's quote about the government. Nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Right. Famous quote there from Ronald Reagan, one of the greatest presidents of all time. Now, here is our pre- uh, our education secretary, Miguel Cardona, using that in, in his positive favor, as this, this is a good thing. Listen to him misquote this. We're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, there's... There are resources there, there's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. That's the Secretary of Education telling you. Uh, Has no idea that he just dunked on himself. See, he is the exact person that Ronald Reagan warned us about in the quote. And here's this lunatic here telling you, oh yeah, the government's here to help you. He has no idea what Ronald Reagan meant by that quote. He's the problem. He is the thing that Ronald Reagan was talking about. And this is our Secretary of Education. We're doomed. All right. Uh, Well, I'm working hard here to get a guest for you guys on Thursday. Please follow me on uh, Twitter or X at Alec Lace. Make sure you get down there, down below, and follow this channel and spread spread the word. Hit me with a share, a like, a comment, whatever you can to help boost the algorithm here. Uh, I can't say thank you enough for all your support. If you missed any of the great interviews that I've done here, and we are growing very quickly here on Rumble, so join the party. Look behind me here. I constantly try to change the board. Uh, Senator Rand Paul has been here. Uh, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Senator Marsha Blackburn, Judge Jeanine Pirro, uh, Roger Stone, Dinesh D'Souza. So many awesome guests have stopped by the pot here. Anna Paulina Luna, the congresswoman. So there's been a lot of great interviews. If you missed any of them on the channel here, I really encourage you, flip through and take a look at some of the ones. Find one you're interested in and take a listen. I'm going to do my best uh, to get as many guests for you guys as possible. Let me know who you would like to see me interview here on The Alec Lay Show. Drop it down in the comment section down below, and I'll do my best to see if we can't nail it down. All right, so those are all the stories I got for you guys today. I hope, again, you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We make the push now. We're on our way towards Christmas. Uh, It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, Hard to do that this year a little bit uh, with all the wars that are going on and uh, the inflation that's out of control, the border that's wide open. It's hard to say it's the most wonderful time of the year in Joe Biden's world here. Just not too short time ago, we had peace in the Middle East, right? We had affordable gas. We had affordable groceries. We had affordable interest rates not so long ago. And you know what? It can come back again. And I hope Donald Trump is in there as soon as possible in January of 2025 to make America great again. All right. So that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in. God bless all you parents out there, all you first responders and veterans. God bless America. And I will catch you guys Thursday right here on Rumble at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. <gasps> wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented fill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow. To bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Just like all of you, I never imagined that my pillow could get any better. That's why I haven't changed it in nearly 20 years. Then I heard about a revolutionary new technology, and I knew I had to bring it to you all. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save 50% on the all-new MyPillow 2.0. You can also save $90 on the original MyPillow slippers. Get the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for only $29.98. And get up to 40% off on the Mattress Topper 2.0. Visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. The future is family.